I got to purchase penis, you need to purchase pussy. Until then, go fuck yourself. Love you, Rebecca. You're listening to Tranny Rex 64. And masturbating <laughs> from Portland, Oregon. Tranny Rec Radio. Hey, everybody! It is Tranny Rec sixty four. As I said in the intro, my name is Rebecca Nay. You are listening to Tranny Rec Radio. Whether you are listening on the Freaknetwork dot com, TransFM dot org, KCJ. Uh, I have it on my homepage. WKJCE GLBT Radio and uh, all of those are linked on the sidebar of trannyrec.com. You can also hear this on myspace.com slash trannyrec. I also have a Facebook profile. I'm a fucking whore and I'm every goddamn where. Um, that is when I do a show. Uh, oh, there's a plane in the background. You probably can't hear that outside but because uh, this microphone picks up noises from a distance, but probably not that far. How's everybody doing? Um, I It's been a while. It's been three weeks since I last recorded a show, and uh, I'm sorry, but it's probably not a heartfelt apology because I just haven't felt like doing a show, and sometimes doing a show takes really a lot out of me. It does take a lot of energy because, you know, I do put... For every show I do, I put at least an hour or more into show preparation. Um, usually it's more in an hour when I want to do play music. Um, there is no music in tonight's show. Uh, that's to make up for the one I did three weeks ago <laughs> that had like six or seven songs. So no music tonight. Uh, I just didn't feel like finding shows that finding songs that kind of meshed with uh, the things I want to talk about tonight. Plus, I want to do a uh, fairly quick show. I'm going to try and keep it under a half hour. A um, lot to talk about, so uh, let me. Ca- I just want to catch you first off. Uh, let me catch you up about what is going on in my life, since this is an audio blog. Um, yeah, okay, on July 3rd. I got the opportunity for the first time in my life to uh, to I got called as a juror to do uh, jury duty. Well, I got called for jury duty, I should say, uh, for Multnomah County. Um, so I reported uh, early on Tuesday morning, July third. Yeah, because that was a Tuesday, and I brought. You see, I brought my iPod. I brought my uh, little Nintendo DS that I purchased when I, before I went to Thailand. I brought a book. I brought a whole bunch of things with the expectation 
that it, I was just going to sit in a room all day and wait. Uh, I think there was like 120 people in this room. So I'm thinking, now there's no way I'm getting called. I mean, the, the day before a holiday, there's not going to be a lot going on. Well, uh, I probably waited for like 15 minutes and I was called to go up and participate in the jury selection process of a trial. And I, I have to say, it was a very educational experience. Uh, it was actually a criminal trial. It was a DUI. So that was kind of exciting. Uh, you know, they they take this stuff very seriously. And uh, I think DUI is something, you sh- you know, the criminal justice system should take seriously because... Uh, you know, when you're, when you're behind the, when you're driving a vehicle, you're driving a deadly weapon and I don't believe you have the right to intoxicate yourself, uh, when you do drive a, 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 a vehicle. Um, now what's interesting is during the selection process, there was not a lot of questions related to people's views on DUIs. Um, uh, you know, it was, there were, there were what, 30 of us. Yeah. Yeah. 30 or 35 of us, uh, that were called up into this courtroom, uh, so they could select, uh, 12 jurors. And the first thing they did is they, um, asked us about what our schedules were. They said the trial would probably run a couple of days. And basically they weeded out all the people that couldn't, uh, do jury service for longer than a day. So after they did that and they got 30 people that would be available for a couple of days, then they started the question process, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go into that. Although, although, however, I was not selected to serve on a 12-person jury. Um, I was a little disappointed because I was kind of excited about that possibility. Um, this is really the only side of the criminal justice system I really ever want to experience. Uh, <laughs> um I don't want to be on the other end of it, <laughs> and I'm certainly not going to be a, a lawyer. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Uh, that's just not in my blood. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, I didn't get selected on the jury, and the reason, and I think the person who uh, weeded me out was the prosecutor because there was this discussion when she took her turn to kind of Q&A the potential jurors, uh, one of the questions that came up was whether a police o- the testimony of a police officer carried more weight than the testimony of any other witness, uh, the average witness, whether a police o- officer's testimony should carry more weight than an average witness's. And I disagreed with that. Uh, that the person that she was, uh, that, that the prosecutor was asking was talking about how, you know, because police officers have a badge and they have this responsibility to protect society and yada, 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 that their, uh, testimony should carry more weight. And, uh, <laughs> I, had, I, just, I couldn't help it. I had to pipe up. I disagreed with that one. And I think that was the, that's what probably was one, the thing that probably uh, dismissed caused the prosecutor to dismiss me uh, from, you know, because the way a jury selection works for those of you that haven't gone through it, the prosecutor 
and the uh, defense attorney can dismiss a certain number of people. And I think I was one of the people that got dismissed by the prosecutor because I didn't agree with that. So I don't think my, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, the prosecutor clocked me. Uh, for those, I haven't used that term in a while. That that basically means she probably, uh, I, I hate to use the term suspected because there's nothing to suspect about me. I am who I am. But I, I'm sure she probably had questions about my gender identity. That's what clocking means is when somebody looks at you and they have questions about your gender, they don't just automatically make uh, the assumption that you are how you present yourself. So that's what uh, trans people commonly use the term either clocking or red or not passing. Anyway, I think the prosecutor probably clocked me, but I, I don't think my gender presentation uh, or identity or anything like that played a factor in the selection process. One of the few public experiences in my life that I can confidently say I don't think that played a role, and that was kind of nice. So... Um, yeah, so jury duty was a very educational experience, um, just uh, partaking in the jury selection process. It took like three to four hours, and, and uh, just to, to, to come up with a 12-person jury. Um, that experience uh, definitely gives me a little bit more faith in the criminal justice system and uh, the ability to select a fair and impartial jury. Um but, you know, who knows? <laughs> I, I still don't ever want to be on the other side of that stick, um, that criminal justice stick. <laughs> okay, what else? So jury duty was on the third. Um, uh, over the past couple of weeks, uh, the building I work in in, in uh, Portland, Oregon, here in Portland, Oregon, uh there is my I work in one of those large buildings that uh, has a whole bunch of businesses and companies as their tenant, including my employer. And uh, obviously, when you work in a large large building like that, uh, a few of the tenants are going to be focused on providing goods and services for everybody in the building. Um, one of these tenants is a uh, deli. Uh, slash catering company slash coffee shop they offer a whole bunch of things and uh, that's one of the main places that people uh, will go for lunch another tenant in this building is a flower shop that also does coffee as a matter of fact their coffee is better than the catering companies well uh, through heavy-handed tactics, uh, the catering company has approached building management stating that uh, they want the space that the flower shop is occupying because they're growing, they're renovating, and they're doing all kinds of things. They're basically the prize. The catering company is the prize tenant in the building. And, uh, you know, I'm not mentioning names of companies here because I don't want to promote anybody and I don't want to really uh, give out too much information about where I work. Um, so the catering company is basically pushing the flower shop out of the building and the building management, uh, I will say the building management is, uh, NATO properties. Um, and if you're a Portlander, you've probably heard of them. If you're outside of Portland, that doesn't, that means nothing to you. 
so NATO Properties is for- forcing this flower shop out of the building. And uh, the, the, the flower shop has been successful. They've been there for 14 years. They don't want to go anywhere. Their coffee is immensely popular. Uh, so six or seven people are going to be out of a job. And uh, that bugs the shit out of me. So I decided to organize a boycott against the catering company. And for the last couple of days, I've been standing outside the building uh, on my own time, on my lunch break, and uh, picketing (laughs) this catering company, (laughs) handing out flyers, explaining to residents in the building what's going on, uh, because I see this as a microcosm of what's happening all over the country, uh, where small businesses are getting shut down. Uh, using methods that have nothing to do with capitalism. Uh, Or if it is capitalism, it's laissez-faire capitalism where, you know, where you have the golden rule. He who has the most gold makes all the rules, (laughs) you know. So I I don't think I'm going to win this fight. I really don't. I'm not optimistic that I'm going to be able to – well, I know for a fact that by myself – I'm not going to be able to save this coffee shop or this flower shop. There are a lot of people in the building that are upset about this, but I don't believe there is enough people that are upset enough to the point to boycott the uh, the catering company or the deli. So most people, even if they are bothered by it, they're going to just going to be typical Americans and go, there's nothing I can do about this. Uh, This doesn't involve me. My job's not being lost. So why do I care? And even if I do care, I'm powerless. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I'm this and this and that. This is a microcosm of what's wrong with the United States of America today. Too many people just don't give a fuck. And you know what? I put myself in that category on many social justice issues, including at times social justice issues that involve transgender, gay, lesbian, bi people. Um, so but th- this is one of those issues that because it was so local and so small and so close, I decided to see – I'm kind of getting a feel of what kind of people work in my building Uh, because, you know, there's a couple of weeks left before this flower shop closes. Uh, I'm only going to be able to participate in any kind of boycott activities for another week uh, or picketing activities for another week. Um, And I'm I'm curious to see if me standing, if I get any company, if I get anybody else that gives enough of a shit to really, you know, get off their ass and start taking some action because I'm encouraging people to boycott the catering company. I'm encouraging people to complain to building management. If enough people do this, this flower shop can be saved. But I'm not optimistic simply because, uh, you know, people are, are the, the apathy that exists in this country. Um, so... I'll keep you updated on that. Um, You know, uh, I'm sure, you know, by the time I do another podcast, I'm sure, well, I'm going to try and do another podcast over the next week, but more than likely by the time I do another podcast, this flower shop will probably be closed. Speaking of that, 
um, in a week, I am going to be going to Utah. This will be my first trip to Utah in a year and a half since my mom passed away. And uh, basically what's going on is I'm, it's a family thing. Uh, we're going to be going down to Lake Powell to, uh, we're going to be going down to Lake Powell to, uh, uh, dump her ashes into the lake, which this lake eventually runs down into the Pacific ocean, I believe either directly or indirectly. But, uh, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. My mom loved Lake Powell. We went there a, a few times when I was a kid. I haven't really been there since, um, and it's basically what Lake Powell is for those of you that are not even familiar, the, that are not familiar with the southwestern part of the United States. It's a man-made lake that was created by damming off, I think it was the Colorado River. And so it's a man-made made lake that is surrounded by beautiful, gorgeous red rock cliffs. And it's absolutely stunning. Um, gonna, we're going to be going down there. I'm going to be doing some water skiing. Going to be doing all kinds of uh, cool and neat uh, things. Um, one of the things that I one of, one of the preparations that I so yeah I mean I'm going to take my recorder with me. I'm going to take my camera. I don't know how much uh, stuff uh, I will be sharing with you guys from that trip because. Uh, I value the privacy of my family. It's one of the reasons I really don't ever talk about them on this show. Uh, two areas that I, I really guard myself uh, when on this podcast is talking about things related to my employer and things related to my family. Uh, just Those are two areas that I have to keep private uh, to a certain extent. So anyway, preparations. Um, for the first time since I transitioned and I'm not talking about my surgery, the surgery wasn't, the surgery was a step in my transition. I'm talking about since my social gender transition, uh, for the first time I bought a bathing suit, a women's bathing suit, of course. Um, and I had a good friend from work go with me and helped me pick one out that would fit my, uh, <laughs> Basically, I, I'm surprised they had one because I kind of see myself as a tall beach twail. <laughs> I'm six foot one, two hundred and thirty pounds. <laughs> I'm a big girl. I could be a goddamn linebacker in co for a, for a Division One college football program. <laughs> Uh, I've got a, I've got some weight to lose, and uh, picking out this swimsuit uh, is definitely was definitely a motivator. I, I've actually given some thought to joining Weight Watchers. I'm starting to realize that I need some kind of a program to uh, help me lose weight or to motivate me to lose weight. Uh, I'm not into the fad diets. Uh, the only reason I'm thinking about Weight Watchers is because my friend who went with me is walk is a, a living and walking, living breathing walking Weight Watchers commercial. <laughs> she looks fabulous, and uh, she's an ins she's kind of inspired me a little bit. But who knows? Uh, I, I'm not quite there yet as far as that motivation, and I I don't want to develop like a whole bunch of body image issues that a lot of women go deal with. 
um, just because I've got enough of other issues to deal with. <laughs> but it's probably inevitable. <laughs> I do have some body image issues to a certain extent, but uh, a lot of that did go away after my surgery. Uh, but, you know, it'll never completely go away. Um, let's see. Okay, so. Uh, oh, yeah, the other thing that I bought yesterday uh, for the first time since I got back from Thailand, um, where I, not along with sexual reassignment surgery, I had a boob job. Um, and for those of you that uh, have seen my video that's on trainyrec.com, you know all about that. Um, I got fitted for a bra using American an American bra. The reason I say American bra is because I did get fitted for a bra while I was in Thailand that had time measurements or metric measurements. Um, and so I really never was quite sure what my cup size was. And uh, I was quite astonished. Apparently, I wear a 38 double D. <laughs> Now, my breasts, when I look at them, do not look like 38 double Ds. And uh, so a few of my friends that have seen them would agree. Uh, I, 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 I've actually gotten the comment from people that I could have gone larger with my breasts. And maybe that's true. Uh, however, after my measurements, I, I probably feel very strongly that about you know, that I do have the right size for my frame. I do have a large frame. I do have a wide frame. Uh, testosterone did its damage when I was a kid. Um, but 38 double D. Um, I think the reason my breasts don't look like 38 double Ds when you look at me is because I've got a ton of lard. <laughs> I've got a huge belly. And part of that reason I have a huge pot belly is... Well, maybe from pot. I don't know. Maybe that's why they call it a pot belly <laughs> from getting the munchies when I, you know, get stoned, but also from soda and uh, the HIV medications I take. One of the side effects of the medications I take is that uh, weight, it causes uh, excess uh, weight distribution to be focused on the tummy region. So, yes, I have a huge tummy. And I'm sure that offsets my 38 double Ds, <laughs> which is going to make me even more self-conscious wearing a swimsuit. But it's okay because I bought some clothes to go over it, and uh, it'll be good. This is going to be a good late. This is going to be a very therapeutic trip to Utah, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. At least stuff I have the liberty to tell you about. Okay, um, moving on. So that's really my life in a nutshell over the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, so let's go ahead and wrap this show up. We'll do a quick segment about uh, Rebecca Nay's playlist, and then we'll do some voicemails, and we'll call it a show. Um, Rebecca Nay's playlist. Before I get into that, I want to uh, talk really quickly about pronouns. In the last show, I uh, made towards the end of the show, I talked about how somebody had supposedly used the term it when referring to me because they were confused about my pronouns. And uh, I told you that one and, and advice that I gave those of you that are not trans and that you found yourself being confused by transgender people 
never use, never refer to a human being as an it. I still stand behind that. However, um, Ainsley, uh, who you're going to hear a voicemail from uh, a little later. Uh, well, actually, God, I was going to talk about. Let's let's. I'm going to thank you, Eris, for contributing to the show. Um, I think I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do my voicemails before I do my playlist because I think I have my show notes a little bit out of order here. So I'm going to do my voicemails first. Ainsley left me a voicemail or left some comments on my site uh, a few shows ago, explaining uh, about. Uh, Ainsley's gender identity and what pronouns to use uh, because I, I was questioning that. I, I was wondering, uh, I knew Ainsley did not like to be, did not appreciate or like female pronouns, um, but I wasn't sure whether Ainsley liked male pronouns or not either. Ainsley is one of those individuals that does not, refuses to be uh, boxed into a male or female uh, identity. And so, you know, and, and I have to be honest with you, as a trans person who is, who, who how do I say this? It, it's, it's confusing to even me as a trans person when you're talking about pronouns, because even I myself, you refer to everybody as a he or she. That's what's part of the English language when you're talking about pronouns. But part of the English language, the English language does not give you any uh, leeway for pronouns outside of male or female, he or she, him or her. But you don't want to use it. How, how Ainsley is part a is part of a movement of people that and I would say this movement is definitely a part of the transgender community. Um, Ainsley is part of a movement of trying to add additional pronouns to the English language, and uh, one of those pronouns that Ainsley prefers is the pronoun Z, which is kind of a a mix between he and she. Uh, Ainsley prefers, uh, if you are, if I am referring to Ainsley, I would say instead of he or she, I would say, uh, that's what Z likes. So now I'm not a big fan of Z, but I'm not sure which of the pronouns, uh, of the gender neutral pronouns I would feel comfortable with because gender ne neutral pronouns are as foreign to me as just me being transgender might be to a lot of people. But I have to say this. I am a proponent. I'm a huge proponent of gender-neutral pronouns. I don't re need that applied to me. Uh, I prefer female pronouns. However, uh, that is something to think about. Uh, so... Let's hear from Ainsley, and now, out of respect for out of respect for Ainsley, I am going to make a concerted effort to use gender neutral pronouns when referring to wouldn't be Z when referring to Z or Zim, <laughs> not him. He doesn't want or Z doesn't want 
Ainsley, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to make an effort because I totally am in support of the gender neutral pronoun movement. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's hear from Ainsley uh, about hormones. Uh, hi, it's Ainsley again. Um, yeah, just checking out my technical stuff. Oh, yeah, there was one item I wanted to, I wanted to also say, which was um, um, you were you were asking me if I took hormones, <laughs> and then you were like, "Oh, well, it really sounds like you don't take hormones." Oh, how many could you just hold on? Era, shut up! Jesus Christ! I'm trying to do a fucking show. Okay, let's get back to it. And my dog is on crack. I I may have to pause this. You know what? No. Is she, hold on. Is she coming back in here to bark? I'm gonna kill her. If she does. All right. Let's let's continue with this voicemail. Um, and. Uh... Then I thought, well, gee, that sounds like uh, you. I don't know. It sounded like um, you really wanted to sort of uh, define me by whether or not I was taking hormones, <laughs> and that's not very liberated. Um, and. and I Ainsley, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this with love and affection. I will never be as liberated as you want me to be. <laughs> Ainsley, you can, here's the thing. You can take anybody's position, uh, on, and you can take any, but something anybody says and totally throw it into a completely different context. And yeah, anyway, sorry, Ainsley, but I'm never going to be as liberated as you want me to be. It's just not, well, I don't want to say never, but we're coming from two different, completely different playing fields here. And I just want to say that your voice is needed and respected. But when I ask you questions, when I'm just wondering about hormones or not hormones, uh, anyway, let, let's hear the rest of this voice. Well, okay, God damn it, I didn't. Uh, it's Ainsley. Fuck it, God damn. Ugh. It rewinded the entire fucking thing. God damn it, Ubercaster. Again, right. um, let's see if I can fast yeah, forward this. Out my nope, I can't. Okay. Huh. Uh, okay, I don't want to. Okay, I don't know what to do. Anyway, Ainsley. <laughs> It's a three-minute voicemail, and I'm going to have to cut it off right there. I'm sure the rest of your voicemail, maybe I'll try and play it again, but I'm having technical problems, and I'm having a dog that's driving me nuts, and I'm not going to take the time to edit this because, well, num number one, I'm too lazy, and number two, part of podcasting is the rawness of it. So, uh, hmm. Ainsley, could you <laughs> leave a Well, fuck. Maybe I'll try that voicemail again. That no uh, oh, fuck. Let's just play it. <sighs> God damn it. Play. Uh, hi, it's Ainsley again. Um, yeah, just checking out my technical stuff. Oh, 
yeah, there was one item I wanted I wanted to also say, which was um, um, you were you were asking me if I took hormones, <coughs> and then you were like, oh well, it really sounds like you don't take hormones. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, then I thought, well, gee, that sounds like uh, you. I don't know. It sounded like um, you really wanted to sort of define me by whether or not I was taking hormones. <laughs> You're evil. <laughs> And I know Ainsley is playing with me here. Um, Touche. Uh, yes, I, I guess that the question, however innocent, oh, I'm going to kill my dog. Uh, all right. I'm. Uh, God, if I pause this, is it going to... Uh, is it... Okay, I'm going to try and make it through this voicemail because if I pause Uber... No, I'm going to pause Ubercaster. I got to go kill my dog. I'll be right back. Okay. I paused Ubercaster. And I closed the door. I close. I, I lo- basically. All right. I had to close my window because the dog was out there barking, and it was like right next to my window, and I wanted to kill her. So, uh, at least for the moment being, uh, my dog is outside, and she can just continue spazzing out, and uh, I'll let her in when <laughs> I'm done with this podcast. Okay. So when I paused it, Ubercaster. Uh, uh, sent Ainsley's voicemail back to the beginning, and I'm not going to replay that again. So, but Ainsley, y- you did make a good point. Uh, by me wondering whether you are ho- on hormones or, or not, and get, speculating that you were not taking hormones, uh, yes, I did kind of box you uh, into something there. Um, I'm not going to listen to it again, <laughs> but. Uh, and and I apologize that I was not able to play your entire voicemail. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I do agree that uh, you know I made a judgment on your gender identity based on your voice, and if that that and and that's really hypocritical of me because that is something that uh i have had a problem with i have had a problem uh with people making judgments about my gender identity based on my voice and i'm going to talk about that uh in a minute uh so uh ainsley you are completely correct and uh i just want to say that uh you know you have given me time on the gender neutral pronoun thing uh I, I'm really glad that there is somebody in my audience that's challenging me to incorporate gender-neutral pronouns into my vocabulary because I that's something I would like to get used to doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, give me your feedback. Uh, for the rest of you, give me your feedback on gender-neutral pronouns. I'd love to know what you think about them. Uh, my voicemail line, uh, 206-338-2563 or 206-3-fuck-me is the easy way to remember it. Uh, let's hear what Marina from ilovelarg.com has to say about the voice issue, because I talked about my voice in the last podcast as well. So, um, yeah, let's hear what Marina has to say on the voice issue. Hey, Rebecca, it's Marina. I love Lard Podcast, 
You know, when I was a little girl, I always wanted a deep voice. I had so many females around me that had these deep, you know, like, I don't know how to say it, reverberating voices. And if you ever get a chance, just go to whatever website, who cares, look up Maya Angelou. She has all these recordings online, and I've heard her speak live, and she has this bass, baritone voice that just hits all the walls in a room and just collects. It's so powerful and cool. So I don't know why you're bitching. I've got this stupid girl voice, and people think I'm 12 years old every time I talk to anyone. Anyway, um... Oh, my lunch is ready. Gotta go. Bye. Thank you so much, Marina, for sharing that. It's really interesting how insecure, how we can pick things about ourselves and become totally insecure about them. Because it's it's interesting, Marina. I would kill for your voice. I really would. I would kill. I guess literally, I would kill a person because I'm all about murder because I play World of Warcraft. No, Marina. It, it, it's it, it's quite a fascinating okay my voice uh i didn't really allow i don't know how well i lab i explained this in my last podcast i personally have no issues at this stage of my life with my voice personally all right the, the i i have just you know i i feel like i am at a stage emotionally where voice and gender can be completely separate okay that said i love podcasting with this voice i'll never go back to podcasting with uh the crackish high-pitched voice that i used for a year that i love to make fun of um i'm done with that i I, i'm completely done with that now that said what I struggle with is the same thing that Ainsley called me out on is people making assumptions about my gender based on my voice. It happens every day, all day long on the phone, um, and it happens to me in person. My voice outs me. My voice, uh, yeah, it outs me. And that's not cool. It really is not cool. I, I, I'm i not saying it's not cool to be out, because it is, because just being out, being me, uh, and just being comfortable with myself uh, is, it, is a form of activism, and it's educating, it's a way of educating other people about transgender people in general. Um, so I'm sure my voice from, on a sociological level, just me using this voice, uh, whether it's podcasting or being in public or being at work or whatever, I'm sure me being using this voice is great from an activist and a sociological perspective. However, when I am getting heed, hemmed, and stirred all day, not only is that emotionally draining, which I will eventually get over, um, but it's a safety issue. It, it it decreases my confidence that I'm passing, and when you when you lose confidence in your ability to pass, you pass even less. And the 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 issue of passing, I could do an entire show on that as to you know the benefits of passing from a personal and sociological level, because if you pass, here's the thing: trans people that pass for the gender that they present themselves in society, 
they're kind of on the same playing field as, as gay and lesbian people. In other words, they have control as to who they come out to and whether they're out or not uh, and, you know, who they want to educate. Uh, so passable transgender people, transsexuals in particular, are on the same playing field as gay and lesbian people from that sociological perspective. Um, a lot of trans women, because trans women are generally the ones that have the most difficulty passing, uh, trans women and uh, trans men early on in their transition, before the testosterone does its thing, uh, we are the ones that have the most difficulty passing. We are the ones that are the most visible for better and worse. And my voice the average person is going to tag my voice as a male voice. And that is something, and that directly reflects on, and that has a huge influence on how I'm treated on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's the holy, that's the only point I'm trying to make with my voice is it does have a huge impact on how I'm treated. And, you know, and, and and you guys are welcome to disagree with me on that, but but this is one of those issues where you know I know what's happening in my life. I, I you know I have a good idea. You know I know about what's going on with gender issues for the most part, and this is this is definitely an issue. Um, so you know eventually maybe society will become including myself uh with the help of ainsley <laughs> uh, society will become enlightened to the point to where gender and voice will be two completely separate things um but right now we're not there yet and that's all i was saying about that um and that's why marina i would kill for your voice because it would help me pass I don't know how well your voice would fit with my frame. It would probably be about, about just as ingenuous as my old crack whore voice. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I struggle with my voice. And that's why, yeah. Anyway, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't think there's anything else I can say on that about, uh, without repeating myself. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so oh yeah, Ainsley also left me a comment on the my Chingo audio comment system that's on trinyrec.com. Uh the comment came in really low, Ainsley, so I wasn't able to play it on the show. Uh it sounds like to me there might be some I would encourage uh a few other people to try out my audio comment thing to see if it's either fucked up or what. But Ainsley left a comment that I could barely hear asking about my bachelor's degree because I talked about my work situation in my last show. Um, and Ainsley was basically asking about, since I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, why don't I just start counseling people? Um, to answer your question, uh, to go into counseling, I would have to go back to school and get either a master's or doctorate. And... Uh, well, that's going to cost money. And that is an option that I will look into. But like I said, at this point, there's a whole bunch of issues uh, that I have to deal with uh, regarding going back to school. You know, I have, do I want to take out 
more do I want to dig myself deeper in debt than I'm already in? And I would pretty much have to do that if I wanted to go back to school. So, you know, it's that's an issue I'm dealing with right now. Uh, you know, those are just one of many questions I have to, one of many decisions I have to make over the next, uh, I would say, year or so. Okay. Well, that's it for voicemails. Um, Rebecca Nay's playlist. Um, we're going to do that for another, save that for another show. Uh, yeah. Uh, save that for another show. I've been talking for 45 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm done talking. I I think <laughs> we talked about a lot of heavy stuff on this show. I think I'm spent. Uh, my voicemail line, 206-338-2563. I love the audio. Con- I love the voicemails. Um, I love the emails. I got a lovely email from a local, local listener who has been hitting on me, and uh, she's doing it in a way that's not the creepy mail. They view my picture on MySpace or Facebook hitting on me and don't have any interest in any. If you want to get in my pants, listen to my show. <laughs> that's one way to do it. <laughs> Is that egotistical or what? (laughs) All right, everybody. I love you. I'm going to let you go. Uh, I'm going to try and get something out to you before I go to Utah. I'm driving out next Saturday. I'm going to be gone for an entire week. I probably won't have a lot of access to the Internet, but uh, I will try and get something out again for you between now and then. But if I don't, We'll talk again at least in a couple of weeks. Uh, It is summer, so I'm not going to podcast as often uh, as I normally do. And uh, you don't have the time to listen as much as you normally would either. So uh, until next time, I love all of you and uh, go fuck yourself. This show is a member of the Freak Network. Go to www.thefreaknetwork.com. Get your freak out. Transfm.org.